Hello, everyone. This is your host, Linda Morgan. I'm welcoming you to another episode of Divorcee Podcast. I'm so glad that you took time out of your day to spend with us. Today's guest, she joined us on a podcast earlier. I think it was episode eight. It was called The Principles of Love and Marriage. And we have received so much great feedback from that episode. Uh, I just had to have her back for part two. So today, I'd like to welcome back Dr. Crystal Frazier-Toombs. Just as a brief recap, um, Dr. Crystal Frazier-Toombs was born in Philadelphia. She currently resides in Gainesville, Georgia with her husband, Michael. She currently holds a diploma in Christian leadership from New Covenant International Bible College in Auckland, New Zealand, a bachelor's degree uh, from Wilberforce University in Psychology, she has a master's degree in counseling from Kent State University and a PhD in educational leadership. Again, I'm just delighted to have you back with us and uh, can't wait to jump right in. The last time you had shared some spiritual insight into unconditional love, forgiveness, submission, and praying together. Today, we're going to elaborate on some new topics. Okay, so let's begin with um, learn what needs to happen for your partner to feel respected. Hmm. Well, I know that sometimes, especially in a matriarchal society where, you know, we have a lot of woman power and a lot of um, just things for women to feel as if they are not being taken advantage of and equal to men, which I do not um, downplay in any right. But I know that there are some times in that same regard where some of our husbands, especially if we're married to men of color, that it's not always received well or they are not always received well in society when it comes to them being built up or respected or even seen as valued. And so as a wife, I have really put my relationship as a priority where even though my husband will tell anybody that I make more money than him, he, just, <laughs> you know, he tells me all the time, don't mess up your day job. And he tells his, uh, he tells his coworkers, he said, listen, keep bringing home the bacon, you know, and so it's, it's Still, there hasn't been a time in our marriage where that has been an issue because we have separate bank accounts and we have one joint bank account. It, it, even though I make more money than him, I also call him my sugar daddy because he seems to always have money where I don't. You know, so it seems like I'm always taking money from his account. You know, and that's one thing. And I'm like, hey, babe, you know, I need money for this or I need money for that. And we're on one accord in that. Yes. But yes. I don't I don't do that frivolously. You know, I don't take for granted that, you know, just because my paycheck is larger than his, I don't just go out and buy things or do things without us discussing it as a family, because it's right. important to me that I have his buy-in and I have his approval, yes. you know, for yes. certain things. And so 
you know, even as far as when when people ask for money, you know, my husband and I, we've come to an agreement that, you know, if people ask us for money, if we have a surplus, we just give it to them. We don't, we may not give them what they ask for because we may not have it. But if we have a surplus and all of our basic needs are met, then we'll just give it to them without expecting it in return back. Because if you're asking for it, that means you're already in a deficit. Yes. So that means you're going to owe us and owe somebody else. And we mm-hmm. don't want to put you in that position. So we've always been on one accord in that regard. And there are some things where I'm very vocal. Uh, and I, I could just go on and on and on about things. And I can remember times when, especially because we foster and we actually are very mm-hmm. active in our, um, in our, just our, not siblings, but our nieces and nephews' lives. Yes. There have been some times when we just had to really be transparent with them and in a sense, just correct them. Mm-hmm. And so I'll go on and on and on and then he'll just tap me like, babe, that's enough. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay. I hear you, I hear you. You know, so, and so it's little things like that that just bring the respect and help our mates to feel respected. Right. So basically you work together, you talk things through and and you and you you make your decisions together. Okay. And that has really served, I mean, that served us well as a couple because it's actually minimized the tension. Now sometimes there are there is tension because we don't always agree, but it minimizes it because we come to an agreement. And I think we get that confused. You know, the word of God does say, how can two walk together unless they agree? Mm -hmm. So, but we don't always agree on everything. But the agreement is that we're going to say, we're going to talk it out and express ourselves and Mm -hmm. move forward with what's best. Good. I like that. I think because and you were and you said earlier something about, you know, you sort of get permission. I know some women probably yeah. were like will be cringing. And it also brings me back to the thought from the previous episode where you talked about submission. Yes. And, you know, yes. And, I, and I think we've just got to come to a point where we understand what those things mean. It doesn't mean that he's the boss of you necessarily. Mm-hmm. You no, know? it means that we're coming into a agreement for the upbuilding of our family. Everything yes. that we do is for Tunes Enterprises. Right. It's to build up our family and to build up our unit, you know, as one united front. And mm. so it's not always going to feel good. But if you come to an agreement and if you're able to express yourself, if I'm able to say, well, I don't. I'm not in total agreement with this, but I hear what you're saying mm-hmm. and I see where it's taking our family and it is in, and it's in agreement with the word of God. You know what I'm saying? You ain't, yes, don't ask yes, me to yes. do anything that's totally against the word of God. Cause of course, therein of course lies, mm-hmm. <laughs> lies yes. the separation. Yes. But if it's in line with the word of God, I may not agree with it in my flesh, but I can see where you're taking our family and I believe that you are not going to set our family up for failure that you are wanting to do this because you want the best 
for our family. Yes, I love what you said. You said it's all for the purpose of Tombs Enterprises. I love that. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love that. We <laughs> are that. building that up. Yes. 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 Okay. So let's move on now to learning about your damaging cycles. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> well, going well, it's it's so interesting because Sometimes we repeat patterns in our marriage and we expect a different outcome. Uh So there are things that my husband does, like he's a surgical tech. So when he comes in from work, he likes to be by himself. So he'll either just, you know, go to his man cave area or, you know, open up the garage and, and sit in the garage. And he'll just be chilling. But for me, I'm like, that's attention from me. Mm-hmm. And so for years and years, Linda, I argued with him about that. I mean, just argued. And I had to finally come to the realization. My mother told me this one time, and she she saw that he had just come in, and he went to just deep breath to chill out. Yes. And she mm-hmm. had a question. I said, oh, I have to ask Michael. And she was like, Crystal, leave that man alone. He's trying to get his thoughts together or get <laughs> collected from the day. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, where were you six years ago? I need you to tell me this. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Six years ago, I would have saved myself a whole bunch of headache and heartache, you yes. know, because I was just really repeating the cycle of arguments over the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it did not serve us well to continue that because it always caused tension and it always caused me to believe that he was wanting to be apart from me. And uh, that so that's something he can't he can't fix that. My issues of my insecurities and my issues with abandonment and not feeling nurtured. He, yeah. those are things that he can't fix. And so in him being debriefing and kind of getting his center, I'm thinking he's wanting to be away from me. So I'm yes. taking it personal. Right, and it had nothing it, to do with you. And it had nothing, nothing to do with you. Uh-huh. Nothing at all. And because of my own insecurities, I'm taking it on me and turning it into something that it's not. And so in dealing with some of those cycles, we have to realize that there are some things that we have to work on individually so that we won't perpetuate negative cycles. Mm-hmm. Because I was, I mean, it, he would, he would, after his work, he would want to debrief. As, as he was debriefing, I would want to argue. You know, and wow, so that's a damaging he, cycle. That's that's definitely is. a damaging cycle. <laughs> yes, yes, extremely. Yes. But it, it was just because we were both looking for something to to fit a need or to feel a need. And so he needed to debrief to just collect his thoughts after a hectic day. But you know what? I wanted to be with my husband. Right. And so one day we just sat down and we were like, okay, what is this? Mm-hmm. And I just told him, I said, hey, when you do that, I feel like you're trying to get away from me. 
and it makes me feel lonely and it makes me feel insecure. And he said, no, I'm not trying to get away from you. It's just I'm trying to collect my thoughts and get my mind together from the grueling day. And so we, he said, well, what do you need? <laughs> and I said, mm-hmm. well, I said, you know what? If I could just have 10 or 15 minutes, that's it, of us just kind of recapping and just like when we get together, when I get home, just 10 or 15 minutes, just, mm-hmm. hey, just to say a couple of things that happened throughout the day. I said, that would actually make me feel good. It will make me feel like, you know, you're present. And he was like, you know what? I can do that. He was like, that's not a problem. You know, and so we started to do it. We aren't as consistent with it as we were when we first brought it up. Mm -hmm. But it's like much better because I'm not trying to pull him or drag him in. I know that we're going to have some time to talk about what needs to be talked about and sometimes linda with the with changing the pattern i actually started to write down things okay like that i <laughs> wanted to discuss with him so i just used the note section in my um cell phone you know most of us got yes. smartphones <laughs> and so i just knew use the note section if there's something that happened like and i'm like proud of or that caused me anxiety and i know that i want to talk to him about it I just put it in the notes section of my phone so that that way, when I have those 10 or 15 minutes, mm-hmm. that I know that I'm getting out everything I want to get out. And then he could just go on and do what he wants to do. And I think what's good about what's great about what you're saying is that you took time to talk about it. Because I think yes. a lot of times relationships begin to ma- manifest negatively because you don't. You just walk around and mm-hmm. sulk and nobody knows why. He doesn't can't read your mind. He doesn't know what's no, wrong. And you sulk because so you think he can read your mind. Yes. So I think it's yes. <laughs> I think it's great that that you talked about it. So that's a very good point that you do make. Yeah. Now, um, the next one I want to talk about, uh, I'm a little sensitive to. Um, it, it, it's it's don't make derogatory comments, insults, and belittling remarks. And I say that I'm sensitive to it because unfortunately my marriage was mostly not a good one. It touches on an area for me because I existed in an environment. I got blamed for something, no matter what it was, and a a lot of name calling and and verbal abuse in general. So talk to me a little bit about the the derogatory comments and insults. It actually tears a piece of your spouse. Mm. It, It just tears them every time because you we we have seen the the magazines and the television programs where it's always wedded bliss and yes. and you always have sure honey i'm going to do that but no one really shows us the flip side of that where you may have your spouse that will say things that are crazy and i had to actually kind of work myself out of that because the words that we use are powerful yes and when we put down our partner in any way it can cause damage 
And I don't think, you know, that in that old little nursery rhyme, sticks and stones may break your bones, but names <laughs> will never hurt you, oh. is a total lie. It's a lie. Because names do hurt. And they damage the relationship. It's like they take a part of what you're doing and you're thinking of, they're taking a part of that away from you. And they're getting you to actually be frustrated, disappointed, hurt. It takes you into a depression. And it actually plants seeds that grow into bitterness. And we don't realize how powerful those statements are. I remember for myself, I had to really be careful because I am really quick with the tongue extremely quick with the tongue. And so when we were going through our phase, when I felt like Michael wasn't paying attention to me and not giving me, you know, the attention that I wanted, I told him one day, and this is out of my mouth, I said, oh, I said, um, what did I say? I said, you're going to miss me when I'm gone or my, <laughs> or my next spouse is going to appreciate me better. That's not nice, Crystal. That is not nice. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's not nice. But (laughs) it came from a a hurt place. Yes. And so it's like, he's like, Crystal, why are you saying stuff like this? And I'm like, please forgive me because I am hurting. And so I'm saying things that are insulting insulting you because I want you to be upset like I'm upset. And so that's the thing that we don't recognize when we belittle and when we make derogatory comments is that the person is trying to hurt us because they're hurt. Right. They say hurt people, hurt people. Yes. It's the total truth. Because they're at a place where they don't understand or recognize their pain. They want someone to hurt just like they're hurting. Mm -hmm. And when we do these things and when we say these things, it's like we don't realize that we have to work hours and hours to undo it, to uproot that which is taking root in our spouse. So we have to love on them doubly to Mm -hmm. actually take out that negative seed. Yes. Yes. And And it's really important that we we just reverse that in our marriages or in our relationships. And I think that for many people, I think in my marriage, for instance, he had a lot of unresolved hurt and issues Mm, as I grew to know him over the many years that he had never ever let go of because he didn't know how to so he carried them and I realized probably he never really meant anything toward me it was just what he had inside of him that was never resolved from his childhood or whatever it's really like and but not that it helped you know I'm just saying that is what happens in um in relationships that people carry things they've been carrying all their lives. Yes. Yes. And I think when we start, the thing that turned it around for me was the fact that number one, God will judge every idle word. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I wanted, I started, I, I started listening to some of um, Cindy Trim, Dr. Cindy Trim's yes. messages. Yes, I get some of her books. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about commanding your day and the power of the tongue and speaking life. And I realized that I was speaking and thinking some things that were going to manifest, but they were negative in my marriage. And I didn't want that to happen. I didn't want that to be the prevailing or the pervasive spirit in my marriage. And so I started to change my thoughts and I started to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. And when I changed my thoughts, then I started to change my words. And even if I thought negative, I instantly prayed and asked the Lord to transform my mind so that I can say positive. And so he started speaking life to my relationship and speaking life to my marriage. And the Lord started to change me. And started to transform me. And so there are still some things that Michael does that may elicit me saying some of the crazy stuff that I've <laughs> said in the past, but I don't say it because I want life for my marriage. I, yeah. I don't want negativity or death or depression or, or heartache in my marriage. I want life. And so I'm only speaking what I want. Okay, so the next one I have here, I'm guessing our final one, is shut up and listen. And I have to admit that I have a personal struggle with the shut up and listen Uh-oh. thing. <laughs> Not that I'm a stereotypical person where they say women don't know how to shut up and I have reputation of running off at the mouth. But I think we tend to sometimes as women talk too mm. much and, and, and don't listen. We don't listen. We don't hear what the other person is saying because we're not listening because yes. we got to get our thing across. So let's talk yes. a little bit about shut up and listen. Yes. It is so critical to do that because, I mean, we, it's hard to hear, especially if there's some turmoil in your relationship from the beginning. So you think that I have to get it all out. I have to word vomit everything that you've (laughs) ever done for me from the first date that we ever had 20 years ago. I'm bringing it all out. And so sometimes when we do that, we don't hear our spouse's heart. And for women, we process dually. So we process left, right brain. But men are not like that. They process one side of their brain at a time. Mm -hmm. So when we have gotten out 10 sentences, they've only expressed two words. (laughs) And so we're thinking that they aren't paying attention. We think that they aren't hurting as bad. We think that they're being disrespectful, where they're just processing it differently. Sometimes I would have said something to my husband and I would have just gone on and on for hours. And then he said, okay, I hear what you're saying. That's it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what are we, what are we going to do? Like, what are we going to do? Yes. Like, what is going on? You know, what is wrong with you? And I'm just, just fueling. 
And then before we know it, and I've heard I heard him say this sometime. He said, you know what? You asked me a question, but I didn't answer it. Or I just gave you a, a general answer. I said, I don't have any um, vision or something like that because mm-hmm. I knew if I said something that it wouldn't be enough for you. Mm, and so, yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. And so sometimes in shutting up and listening, you'll give your spouse a chance to answer and a chance to process what you're saying. It's like our children. When we give our children multiple things and they only do the one, (laughs) we get upset with them. Then I told you not only to wash the clothes, but I told you to wash the other clothes and dry them and fold them. I told you to put the dryer sheet in. Well, I put the clothes (laughs) in the washer. That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And so sometimes our spouses and our husbands are like that. And I'm specifically talking about husbands because husbands, your wives are going to be me. And so (laughs) so I'm saying that give your spouse a chance to not only hear your heart, but give them a chance to express their heart and form an answer. And if it means be, it means not being quick to answer for them and being comfortable with silence. And sometimes we have to be comfortable with silence and comfortable not getting an answer. Yes. You know, that takes, and that I think takes practice. It, that takes it does. It really does. It takes practice. It really does. And I'm not saying I'm not on this podcast saying that I'm I'm 100% there. I'm on this podcast being transparent and mm. saying I'm a work in progress. Yes. But yes. I know that my husband does not process as quickly as I do. I can be working on 10 different projects and he's like he's fixated on getting the game room together cuz we have company coming over. But I'm like, we have company coming over. We need to clean the house. We need to go to the grocery store. We need to, uh-huh. you know, yeah, they definitely don't think like we like, do. I, I need all of those particulars, but you want the game room. Because <laughs> you know the kids are coming. Oh. And so, I, you know what? I let him fix the game room. Uh-huh. And I ordered the stuff online to help me with the shopping. I ordered all of the food online so I didn't have to get stressed out at the grocery store. And I went in for a couple of more things, and I let him handle the game room. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all he can handle, so I'm going to just exactly. let him add it. <laughs> so it's, it's those things that letting them fixate and, and just letting them do what brings them joy, I think a part of that is just, once again, that control, and I I may not have said that first, but I guess first mentioning that, you know, sometimes it's a control issue, and sometimes it's, hey, you know, I really want things to change, and so we have to give our spouses an opportunity to not only hear us, but we have to hear them. And we have to let them know that they're being heard. Prayer is such a major part of of life. 
Oh, my goodness. Prayer time is huge. And I I really want to say to your listeners, Linda, that not only collective prayer time, but also individual prayer time. Because the times that Michael and I come together and pray are just magical to me. They are sweet. And I tell him all the time, I'm like, hey, come on, we need to agree in prayer because God hears your prayers. You know, I'm like, hey, you know, the Lord just answers his prayers the way he prays them. Me, it's a little roundabout way sometimes. But I'm like, come on, let's pray together because it just brings about a synergy in our marriage and a calmness and a peace in our home that is supernatural. The power of prayer is critical for the preservation of your marriage. Because this thing and that cliche that the family that prays together stays together, I think it is so true. Because you're able to actually call down heaven. And you're able to put God into situations where you can, yourself, you can't even fathom fixing. But when I pray about it and when we pray about it together, it's like I'm letting all of heaven know (laughs) this is an issue and I need you to fix it. And I just can cry out and we can be transparent to the Lord. And it's as if I've told my best friend. And it gives me a sense of knowing that, hey, this is a secret. God knows. Good stuff, stuff, Crystal. Good stuff. Well, I think that is our last topic for sure. I want to thank you again for sharing us with sharing with us your your spiritual guidance and being transparent. Um, Well, I just want the audience to know that um, the information that Dr. Toomas has shared with us previously on um, episode eight that I brought up earlier and on today's podcast can be found in the form of a booklet that she has compiled titled Reignite the Flame, Allow Your Marriage to Burn Again. So, um, Crystal, if somebody wants to uh, get a copy of that. With Reignite the Flame, it's a 30-day devotional for you and your spouse. And you can really, really just, it has some interactive um, tools that are called um, points of action, so things that you can do together. And it has a, a little Bible verse and um, a Bible verse and a little devotional that you can read together. So it's not um, really long. It could probably take you like five or 10 minutes and then it allows for some discussion time. And so I really want to encourage you, if you would like it, to please send me an email. My email address is crystaltoons at live.com. So that's Crystal, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L, Tombs, T-O-O-M-B-S, at live, L-I-V-E, dot com. Crystal Tombs at live dot com. If you send me an email, I'll go ahead and send you out the PDF of the um, booklet. And I'm praying that um, your marriage will burn again and that you will reignite the flame and that if you're looking to be in a relationship i even had young ladies and young men that were um interested in being in a relationship and wanted to 
actually just strengthened themselves as individuals and they went through this as well and said that it helped them to understand some things and looking for a mate or looking for a partner. Even if you're not in a relationship, again, as you were saying, it will certainly prepare you for your knight in shining armor because we all want to be ready when he comes. Amen. <laughs> This is your host, Linda Morgan. Um, I ask you to please tune in next time. And thanks for joining us. Thanks again, Crystal. I can't thank you enough. And I wanted to just say, can I say a prayer for your listeners? Oh, please do. Yes. Yes. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that every person listening to this podcast will understand and recognize and know that they are the righteousness of God and they are a jewel in your crown. God, I pray right now that they would see their worth in you and recognize and know that you are the God of even the shadowy areas of their life. You want to feel and you want to give light to. So Father, I pray right now for all of the relationships and the marriages, God, Lord, that you would reignite the flame and that you would allow their marriage to burn again. God, that you would give them hope above, above hope that this where they are now is not their future, God. This is the place is just a stepping stone to the next level in their marriage, in their relationship, and in their home, God. Take them to deeper depths and higher heights in you. Father, all of the individuals on this line that may be divorced, I'm asking that you would heal their hearts. God, that you would give them your peace, God, that you would give them your anointing, God, that you would give them your power, God, to be the single parents, God, to to be in by themselves, God, and what it means to be alone but not lonely, God. Lord, I ask that you would just heal their heart and take the pain out of the memory, God, that they would know beyond a shadow of a doubt that for such a time as this, that they are connecting to you and that you are healing them and bringing them places that they would never imagine in their past, Father. Lord, I thank you that their latter shall be greater than their former, God, and that you will restore everything that the canker worm has tried to destroy. Father, we just thank you and we praise you for restoration, for healing, for transformation, for power, and for change in their lives. In Jesus' name, with thanksgiving, amen. Amen, Crystal. I thank you for that. I thank you for that. Oh, Lord, Duke, that was for me, girl. I needed it. I need it. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So I guess now I can I can say take care and God bless. God bless.